All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Funbox Monster Podcast. I'm Tristan. I am Matt Awkward. And uh, we are Zooming. <laughs> yes. Yes. We are. This is, uh, new, uh, this is a new norm for the Funbox. Yeah, this is going to be weird. Uh, this is. Uh, we're trying to upgrade the sound slightly, seeing what we can do. Uh, this is this is a hopefully cross our fingers better sound than last week at least by a tiny tiny margin. Um, so let's see what we can do. We're doing this yeah, week. Yeah. We're going to be doing uh, Witchboard, one of yeah. one of my favorite '80s rentals. Definitely, it's a it's a goodie. Kevin Tenney's first uh, movie. Yeah, uh, I didn't know anything about this guy, so this was nice. this was an interesting thing. Oh yeah, Night of the Demons, man. Yeah, I I didn't know about uh, who's the uh, not sorry, not him. I was thinking about uh, the actor who apparently is like a ridiculously famous soap actor. Oh yeah. Oh, I don't know anything about he, that. Yeah, the <laughs> the guy who's kind of like the California scumbag, the like uh, the frat guy from oh, every eighties yep. movie. Uh, <laughs> that guy, uh, Brendan, him. He's. Uh, yeah, we're just- yeah, he's a uh, he's a real like soap regular, and he was Patch. I assume oh. the guy who shows up with a patch eye. <laughs> I I can only guess. Uh, either way, pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, this is my God. I took so many notes because there's so much yeah. going on in this movie. Good, I didn't take a single one. Hit me. Perfect. That's that's gonna be great. <laughs> All right. So. Uh, I I dig the soundtrack on this movie quite a bit. I thought it was I, like it's it's a fun like it's sort of a carpentry gobliny kind of thing, you know. No acoustic instruments. It's all uh, it's, it's all keyboardy, but like yep. it's like a, a DX7 kind of crappy keyboard sound. But it's uh, but it's still cool. It's it's a fun soundtrack. Um, it's uh, the beginning, like it's, it's shot really well. The whole thing is actually like yeah. a nice looking movie, which mm-hmm. I think is kind of kind of surprising considering this was like, I think most of their first movie and you know, like nobody was very experienced on the crew. Yeah. I feel it's got that strange dated look to it though. Like when you watch oh. 70s movies and they just kind of just kind of bland shots. Uh, I agree. Like I, I, it's hard to describe what I mean, but I think you're picking it up. I, I know what you're saying. There, there's definitely parts of it that look like they're a TV show. Yeah. I mean, like they're shot like, it's got that, like, like you said, it's, it's that bland look that could have been a made-for-TV movie. But then there's other shots, like our opening here, um, that are just beautiful. They're like, they could oh, have yeah. been from a higher-budget movie. They could have been from an Exorcist or some, something like a lot higher profile. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I dig the look of the movie overall, but I but there are definitely moments when you're like, oh, it's it's a soap opera, you know, it's yep. <laughs> kind of got that that dull look. But our opening scene here, we get this super cool wide shot that is um, this this big house, and he's he's got blocking for like four different pieces of action in different spaces, which I loved. Um, yep. He's got the the there's like people dancing in the upper window there's a conversation going on on the lawn there's like one on the porch and then a car pulls up and we see people walk in yeah it's a very strange party too it does it 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 almost feels like a fake party like 
Here's yes. a bunch of people. They're partying. <laughs> it, it's so again, very confusing. Um, all right. My big questions here are, is this an apartment? They keep referring to it as an apartment. They keep saying buzz people up and then they treat the whole thing like a house. Yeah. Before they're like, he's in your it's house. Just, Come back to our apartment. And it's like, goes back and forth. It's hard to keep track of that. Yeah. But I think, I think it's his apartment. I think so too. The house is the, house is the girl's house. Is that right? That might. Okay. I thought they lived together in the house. You would think that. But, well, also, but he's supposed to, this big spoiler to the end, actually the dumbest spoiler to the end. Um, <laughs> he's, he's the portal. So the, that's, why would it be him if it's not his house? Hi, cat. <laughs> hey. <laughs> that's Chopper. Oh, hey. hey meow, 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 meow. But, but really, like, if he's, <laughs> if he's the portal, wouldn't it be the thing that's at his house? Yeah, and and just to also cap on that, why the hell is Malfader trying to kill him if he is the portal and that's going to stop him? Well, <laughs> at the end, he says, I wasn't actually trying to kill you. I was simply trying to scare you. You're the one that I was progressively entrapping. And this mode, blah, 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 blah. Um, so this party... Yeah, the, party the, the party feels like a like an old people's party, like a cocktail, like dinner, like... It's, it's weird. A, it's a combo. It's like a combination, like knockdown, drag out frat party combined yep. with a like regular, like upscale parlor games or party trick. Right. Everybody's like, everybody's wearing fancy dress clothes and everyone's like, yeah. I mean, I, it doesn't, I, I don't know. It doesn't jive. There, there are two vibes going on, especially with his like scumbag work friends that come in later on. <laughs> it's like they're trying to try to pump the beer cap off. <laughs> How's he do that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay. And so he's. Uh, we get this. We get this scene where uh, our frat guy, our basically like bad guy in every frat movie, is on the couch. Who's also a demonology expert. Who's also, also a demonology <laughs> expert. And he is having a conversation with his ex-girlfriend and some rando about God. Uh, our hero, our, our main character, shows up and he just gets mocked relentlessly by this dude. And we it's start... So, it's so dorky, too. Like they, They're fighting like they're seventh graders. Correct. But also, it's like... It's so inappropriate. Like literally his ex, like, so they were both dating the same girl. Now he's yes. dating her. But now the ex-boyfriend is like, has his arm around her and is like touching her, like hand on the collarbone, <laughs> like very, way too, way too familiar. Yeah. Like way, way, way. And doing that at the same time as he's like insulting the boyfriend. <laughs> It's gross. It's really like, it's way over the top. And then we find out later that they have a huge history, blah, 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 backstory. And it's not just the fact that he wants to date her again. So um, what happens? Oh, yeah. They get to the, they get to the Ouija board there. And he, yeah. he, kind of, he kind of plays it like, again, I, making the boyfriend angry. He's like, you know, we got to put it on our knees and we got to connect our souls and get as yeah. close as possible. <laughs> 
<laughs> we've got to be kissing and you've got to be topless. <laughs> exactly. I was waiting for that to happen. <laughs> you know, like you do. Uh, yeah. And so... Spirits don't respond if you're wearing a top. <laughs> uh, we're also established to the idea that Jim is a bit of an alcoholic and that his family yeah. were a bit of alcoholics. Just like, uh, like father like son. Yeah, and also he's he's such an alcoholic that he has a signature move to re- to remove the cap of a ja- of a Jack Daniels bottle. Yeah, uh, that which, he like iced tea. Yeah, and so that's <laughs> that's probably a red flag right there. Uh, so, also just quickly have to comment on Tanya Katane in this. Mm-hmm. So. Once she, once she stands up, you see what she's actually wearing here. And mm-hmm. she comes out into the kitchen and she's wearing a little house on the prairie dress. It's got like one of those old timey, like 1800s brooches, like a cameo buttoning it together. And it's got big fucking pockets in the front. Like it's a Laura Ingalls <laughs> Wilder, like really crazy old, old, old looking dress. It's I don't know if they were just trying to desexify her because she was a little too hot. I don't know, but it's like that's the kind of thing I'm talking about where it feels like an old timey cocktail party, like yeah. from the fifties almost. Like, <laughs> like maybe it was supposed to be a theme party or something. Who knows? Nobody, t- nobody told the frat boy. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, exactly. Um, let's see. Yes. So we get oh. our we get our seance there. Him explaining yes. all the rules of the Ouija and how that works and, and how he's been contacting David. <laughs> a, a ten, a ten, just, just think about this. What if your buddy told you that? He was just like, so hey, man, you want to play with my Ouija I'm friends with this 10-year-old ghost boy. Like, we, we talk a lot. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think I would. I don't think I'd be stoked. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to go home now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, this is like, this is I mean, po- hanging out with a 10-year-old ghost boy is just the same as hanging out with a 10-year-old boy. It's just fucking weird, guy. <laughs> Find a ghost your own age. Well, to be fair, he is 30 years old now, technically. I mean, he has lived 20 ghost years, oh. right? I mean, isn't that right? He died 20 years ago ghost or something years, like- Ghost years don't count. Okay. You're 10 years old forever. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that seems to be the case. Uh, so, oh, another... There are so many plot points in this that we're going to keep missing stuff, but there is a moment where Jim Hen solos Linda, which is really important, where like she's in the kitchen and she's like, I love you. And he says, I know. And so like he doesn't say I love you. And this is a really important plot point because these guys are like super conscientious about arcing their characters. So like both of these two dudes who are our main characters uh, they both have character arcs where they both grow and develop through the, ma- through the whole story, which is kind of amazing. It's not in a shitty movie like this, tightening it up and getting rid of that would appease fans more than doing it this way, but whatever, it's fine. I'm sure people are fine with it. Um, it's, so we got, uh, oh God, where am I? Because uh, we learned that he doesn't love anybody. He's never yes. loved anything. He right. hasn't even cried before. If you don't cry at a funeral, that means you don't care about the guy that died. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now they're, they're asking their questions uh, to, to David. Oh, God, that is going to be so loud. I do not know what to do about that. Um, oh, I'm getting giant dings on my computer. Hopefully those aren't coming through. 
I'm not hearing a thing. Oh, good. Well, maybe that's maybe it's only on me because it is loud as fuck in my headphones. Uh, I'll play along though. Bing! <laughs> Great. Yes. Uh, oh God. All right. So it was not David on the Ouija board. They they finally contact him and it's like, oh no, I'm not getting the right signal. He didn't know his age yeah. and he's not doing my my magic signal. Yeah. So he knows it's not David. He shuts it down. Um, then they get back on and they finally get David. So once they, once they actually have David, then they're like, all right, cool. We got it. We're going to ask him some questions. And Jim is busting balls of the dead kid, which is <laughs> pissing him off. And it starts going faster and faster and faster. He's like, oh, what? You missed the last bust of limbo? Uh, hey. hey. <laughs> David's getting more and more pissed. And then we hear something that sounds like a gunshot. And they both jump and the Ouija board flies off their, their legs. And his sexy two-seater Cobra convertible has a blown out tire. And you, uh, I love how Lloyd looks out the window too. He sees that he's like, oh, maximum sadness. Who owns the red Cobra? <laughs> and then when they go out there, the pop tire is on the other side of the car <laughs> facing the window. Like it makes no sense that that, and, and it takes him two seconds at night to identify <laughs> one pop tire on a car. He is excellent at that he wears sunglasses all day so when he pulls them down his eyesight is magnified oh that's how that works yeah makes, it all makes sense now <laughs> yeah uh so in oh yeah they uh they have asked the questions about uh about whether he's gonna return to the land of the living one day and if he can choose his parents and all that stuff super it'll come up later um yeah. So once everybody leaves, once this, once this party ender of a blown tire happens, um, the, like they go back, they go to bed, the camera pans over the, uh, over the living room and everything to reveal that their, their fancy dress party was actually a total slob frat party. And there's just oh, like, hell yeah. <laughs> the floor is just covered no in sense. like shit. Yeah. It's horrible. It's horrible. <laughs> so, but the important thing is that they land on the Ouija board that was left there because he was in too much of a hurry. He was too angry yeah. to remember to bring his Ouija board. That's like and, forgetting to bring your kid home. Like, <laughs> he's just so attached to that thing. Like, I just do not see him forgetting that. I agree. Um, I cannot imagine he, that he would like, forget it. Did he, for, did he find out he forgot it when he went to say goodnight to David at night? He's like, go to bed. Pull up my Ouija board and say goodnight to my 10-year-old ghost boyfriend. I mean, he's... I agree. But the other thing is that this all happens basically, like all of the terrible shit that happens in this movie happens because he's too lazy to drive back and pick up his fucking Ouija board. Seriously? That's because, a cool car. You'd want to drive that thing. Because he's putting it all on her. He's like, oh, when you come to class, bring my Ouija board. Come yeah. On. You know, like, I don't know. That doesn't seem right. No. Uh, but yeah, so that's how it goes down. Anyway, so. What th- class are they even in together? It's like never mentioned. It's no. just like, she hasn't been to her classes. Like, what classes? I can't, I can't understand anything that's going on as far as like the, the relationships between the people in this movie and what they do day they, to day. And they both seem to be like so young with their own 
giant houses. Like I, I assumed that she was like a, a housewife that like they were living together and she was home all day because she just is home all day. He mentions that Linda made his lunch for him when he's at the work site. I, yeah. I don't know. So next, next day they're at Jim's construction <laughs> job that he works with these with apparently with his buddies from the party and he, yeah, has, Lloyd. he has lost his hammer. Uh oh. That's okay. Loyal chuck a hatchet at his head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and apparently for this this particular construction job, the hammers they use are actually axes. Yeah. So well, I, they're axes with hammerheads on them. Yes. Is that common? Simple. I've never seen that before. I've never seen life. one. Okay. No. I have worked several construction jobs. I've never seen one of those. Okay. I've used a hammer before. And it has a claw on the back of it, usually. Yeah. <laughs> or or a peen. Or a ball, or whatever it is. <laughs> Peen. Uh, so, in the middle, Linda gets a... Okay, this is another thing. So, Linda gets yep. a call from her doctor about her test results. In, yep. like, an insert shot here. Mm-hmm. Now, are they not going to tell her the results of this? So, they don't tell her. They're like, they, you have to come in. To tell her. They won't tell her over they, the phone. They, they won't do it on an answering machine, is how they work because they don't know who's going to press that play button. Yeah, you say that, but they will also, they will tell everybody in the waiting room that she's not pregnant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> later and on, I, she's... I don't even understand why this is a point, either. <laughs> she's unconscious later on in this movie, and then the nurse walks in and is like, oh, yeah, oh, didn't I tell you all? She's not yeah. pregnant. Any other Here's sensitive information result. to tell you about? Also, yeah, she's I got like syphilis. Whole, I like the... Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the whole pregnancy thing is just something that could have been left out completely. It's almost just there so you can be like, yeah, she's acting strange because she's pregnant. But even right. that's just a throwaway line. Who cares? Like, why do they even bother with any of the pregnancy stuff? I, I mean, it it works as a nice red herring to all of the to the possession stuff because the, the symptoms for being pregnant are the same as the symptoms for this progressive entrapment that she's going through. I, I kind of enjoyed that. I thought that was kind of cool. There's also um, the idea that David is going to be her kid. The idea that he, David might choose to be her baby. And oh, I never thought about that. That's why she's so invested in the Ouija board. She's talking to him because of the pregnancy. The only reason oh. that she's like, she's all about this is because he's talking and he's also uh, he's also saying mean shit about Jim at the same time. It's like I would be your baby, but Jim's a dickhead, you know. Because the whole point is that at the end we realize that Carlos Malfader is trying to turn her against Jim and ruin his life to make him more open as a vessel or as a portal to come through to the other side. And so they've said all <laughs> actually, which you know else? By the way, it doesn't make sense because she's fucking possessed at the end by him. So I don't yeah. know. <laughs> also, just as weird as having a 10-year-old ghost boyfriend would be knowing that the baby you have is a reincarnated 10-year-old ghost boyfriend. Like, when that baby starts talking be like, hey, do you remember your boat accident? <laughs> yeah. I would bring like, that up first thing. I wouldn't want that at all. <laughs> <laughs> the baby emerges and that's why he's screaming he's just <laughs> screaming for the first two years of his life because he just remembers yeah. his boat accident oh 
<laughs> that's horrible. Yeah, <laughs> you said it. <laughs> hey, I sure did. Uh, okay, so let's see. Yes, uh, so she decides that it's time for her to fuck with the forces beyond her comprehension. Uh, you know, <laughs> She's really good at that. She is. She's great at that. Um, so this, I, I really liked this because she's like talking to, talking to David and he's like, blah, blah, blah. You know, what are you, what are you so upset about? And he's like, J I am, I hate this guy, blah, blah, blah. And, and she's like, you sure know how to hold a grudge. And then he disappears. <laughs> and then we cut directly to the hatchet on top of the, the pile of sheetrock. I, I, I like that whole, that was a cool shot. I think so too. And I like how it's kind of like, um, it reminded me of the Final Destination movies where it shows yeah. you like something that's going to happen and you're looking around being like, how's that hammer going to fall or what, what's going to happen? Yeah. And this is very early for that kind of thing. <laughs> um, yeah. So he and his friend are eating lunch, blah, blah, blah. He lays down, sheetrock falls, crushes him. So thank you for skipping over all the boring dialogue. Oh my God. (laughs) That is problematic with this movie. That is kind of like the only thing about this movie. It clunks along sometimes. Yeah, it does. I, there are, there are a lot of things. There are a lot of red herrings in this movie that are fun and interesting, but that maybe not interesting enough to extend the movie as long as it is. The movie is long. This is a very yeah. for a for a genre picture. This is this is a long, long movie. No, it's only ninety-seven minutes. It, yeah, exactly. It, yeah. Feels <laughs> it should really be like eighty. Quick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it feels like it should be a seventy-eight kind of movie, but you know, whatever. It's not. Um, to me, a weird thing about it is it feels like almost like a late seventies movie, even though it's in the mid eighties to mm-hmm. me. But then it brings in characters that are strictly 80s like where they you know in the 80s where they had all the quirky characters like yeah. his constructs lloyd uh freaking thank you humor girl um <laughs> i love and, uh, her so much and magician i'm up and a magician cop there like oh my god <laughs> they're just like the weird like 80s crazy 80s characters but they seem to be in like a different time period yeah no a hundred percent it's a weird feeling movie like that like the party seems old-timey yeah the no the- the way the way it's so dialogue heavy and clunky, boring dialogue heavy is like reminds me of seventies stuff. Yep, I agree. It definitely has it has it has very seventies overtones to it, and it's also just very good at establishing creepiness as well. Like those seventies movies, it, it's very in the bad ways. It's got seventies stuff, and in the really good ways, it's got seventies stuff. It has a lot of hints of the really fun or not fun necessarily, but really well-crafted 70s movies. Like, it actually gets spooky in places. There's some, oh, yeah. like, there's some omen shit that happens later on that is, like, broad daylight and creepy as hell that I absolutely love. So, I don't know. Yeah, I, I hear you. Um, so, David or whoever comes back from killing Jim's friends to tell Linda where her lost ring is. Because yeah. the first part of the progressive entrapment is to be really nice. And so apparently she knows how to use a, use a pipe wrench and she knows how to she, disassemble a P-trap. She, <laughs> she kind of. She kind of knows. She does like halfway. And then she starts digging with a toothbrush. She, you just take that freaking pipe off. <laughs> you could at least rinse it off so it wouldn't be full of crap too. 
Also, and, and we, and we had that she has the cleanest thing. pipes. Oh, yeah. And we had that stupid scene where she, uh, she's trying to put her finger into the pipe for some reason. And she has and, to go, uh, ouch, something bit me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's that old thing. And it's like, what, what was the suspense they were building there? Like, there's nothing in the pipe. We're not expecting like a snake. There's, there's not going to be a snake that comes out. It's just like, bum, 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 bum. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like it was supposed, like they were supposed to do it with like, uh, like one of those garbage disposal scenes. It was supposed that would have made one, sense. It was supposed to be yeah. a garbage disposal scene, but they didn't have a garbage disposal, so they didn't know what you to know, do. They were like, That uh, would make sense. She's putting the finger in, that cuts to the light switch <laughs> on the wall, you know what I mean? Builds the switch, like, this is just like I'm putting my finger in a pipe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I also I, find it funny, too, that she's like, oh, my God, it's so legit. He found my ring. It, where it's just like, that would kind of be a common place where a lost ring would be. That's kind of, that's like kind the of ring was one on, place. It's not like the ring was on top of a refrigerator or something, someplace you'd never check for a ring. True. Like, if I lost a ring, I wouldn't look on top of my fridge. That's true. You would disassemble your entire pea trap and stick yeah. someone else's toothbrush in there <laughs> and try and pull it out. Uh, at least, unlike our last movie, they didn't use the the front of the toothbrush. It was it was at least not the part that you stick in your mouth. Yeah. So I appreciate. Oh, Z boy. Damn you, Z boy. <laughs> okay, so let's see. Jim surprises her. And she swears. This is very important because she doesn't swear. Gosh and darn are the harshest words she, he's ever heard. <laughs> so maybe it's the witch board doing it. Um, he tells her. curse a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Jim tells her that Lloyd was killed at the, at the construction site and they shut down. Uh, and that's the end of the scene. We cut to a ghost cam point of view floating over Linda. And she wakes up. Oh, my God. She's looking at herself in the mirror. Maybe she is the thing that she should be afraid of. Mm. Oh, no. Symbolism. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, so Linda runs to the bathroom and barfs because she has morning sickness or something or so more big. evil. Yeah. Demon puke. <laughs> Maybe it's demon puke. Maybe she's born with it. Yeah. Maybe it's Maybe demon it's puke. <laughs> so we go to Lloyd's funeral. And this cop just barges in like an asshole, which is... Uh, what is this character? <laughs> this character is wonderful, but also just pointless and annoying. <laughs> yes. He has... It slows it down, too. It's not interesting. Like, he's just like, hey, do you like, do you like magic? I always wanted to be a magician, but uh, my hands just aren't good enough. <laughs> yeah. It's... <sighs> All, all he does is talk about magic. That guy would be he so annoying. He annoys really everybody on the force. <laughs> like, at first, you think that he's like, like, you're like, oh, okay. He's just trying to be weird and a dick to throw him off. And then by the end, you're like, oh, no. This guy really is into magic. This guy is legitimately <laughs> obsessed with magic, and he wants to do that as his main job. And he's just, like, doing this murder investigation as a side project while he's <laughs> learning have- magic. I have expected him later on to be like at a crime scene, pulling a rabbit out of a hat or losing his rabbit. Is <laughs> this your murder rabbit? weapon? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, honestly, that end scene, I could not have predicted in a million years when he that, it, shows up with the juggling balls. Juggling balls? Yeah, exactly. That's, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, 
Amazing. Amazing. It's like, dude, dude's girlfriend's like knocked out with a concussion. <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, I don't think I could be a juggler either. And there's two deaths too. I mean, <laughs> like, yeah. whatever. Uh, Did yeah. I ever tell you about the time the magician made an elephant disappear? <laughs> <laughs> Even a little elephant would be difficult yeah. to put up your sleeve. Um, <laughs> so the cop asks if he could have, if maybe Jim was the intended target of this. And also, has he found his hatchet yet? Hmm. Yeah. No, he hasn't. Uh, <clears throat> I'm sad that the hatchet apparently causes two deaths in this. And we never see it flying around doing this thing. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they tried and then went, oh, that looks dumb. That looks really dumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it seems like the kind of thing you might attempt and then go, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's bad. I mean, because... <laughs> This movie, I don't feel like I ever, there was ever anything, even the, the, the end when you have the spinning Ouija board process shot weirdness. Yeah. I never felt like anything looked bad. No. I think it all just kind of looked, you know, pretty decent for the time. This was a $2 million movie. I mean, mm-hmm. it was, for, for one of these, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Um, so especially for the fact that they were like first time filmmakers and like all super young. seems very strange. Um, but Linda gets back on, on the Ouija board. She's like, David, did you kill that guy? He says, no. Are <laughs> yeah. you still, you still angry at Jim? David bails <laughs> yeah. entirely. And then the phone rings and it's Brandon. And he's like, Hey, I need that Ouija board back. I'd really, really, really like that. You didn't show up to that class we do. <laughs> yes. Zumba class or whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and he talks shit about Jim, which is not a terrible shock at this point. And that's it. Linda said, oh, Linda tells him that she's been using the Ouija board. And he's like, alone? Listen. By yourself? Yeah. <laughs> and then phone cuts out. The that Ouija means you're board crazy. Cut- yes. <laughs> Uh, Jim sneaks up on her again and she flips out again, but this time I, she says she's pregnant. Yeah, and it's big, it's a big time flip out, too. And it, and it makes me think, like, how many times a day does Jim sneak up and scare her? Like, <laughs> I guess she's demon temperamental, but at the same time, it's just like, she's like, How many times have I told you not to do that? <laughs> it's just like, Dude, I mean, sorry. <laughs> twice, maybe. Yeah, I just walked up behind you. It makes it sound like it happens every every t- every hour on the hour. <laughs> yeah. So uh, she says that she knows that she's pregnant, even though she hasn't seen a doctor yet. So she hasn't called back any of that. And then we cut to her having a dream where she's climbing foggy stairs. She opens a door, <laughs> finds a coffin with a Ouija board on it, and hands go around her neck, and then it cuts out. Oh. It's it's I a fun. She did scene. find out she was pregnant. I no, she did call and get the results. That didn't happen yet. No, it, it never happens. That's the thing. She never finds out because she isn't pregnant. I thought I could have sworn there was a scene where she was said it was positive over the phone. I don't no? think so. No, huh. no, because because she definitely <laughs> is not pregnant, and it's just yeah. the progressive entrapment. So, um, yeah, she she tells him that she's positive. She's positive that it was that she's pregnant. She just knows. And that, yeah. that was it. She doesn't say anything else. Um, I think you get that diagnosis at the doctor. Well, it, you're either pregnant 
or you have progressive entrapment. So I mean, one of those two things. <laughs> and I mean, I assume you haven't been using a Ouija board in the house of an axe murderer from the 1800s, right? Uh, I, 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 a little bit was doing that. Just, just a dad. <laughs> so she wakes up. And she tells David uh, via Ouija board that she's giving the board back. And he says, no, petulantly. And she's like, oh, fuck you. Puts the board down. Yeah. Uh, goes to the kitchen. And we get this iconic scene of... Uh, it's awesome. It's, this is a great scene. Uh, she opens the door and the knife flies off, the, flies off the, the little magnet thing on the side of her refrigerator, slams into the floor. And then the ketchup falls over and pours onto it like a little puddle of blood. She freaks out. We cut away from her. She can't get out of the, where she can't open the door. She screams in a big cutaway of the house. And that's the last we see of her for a little while. And this is an important lesson of why you should keep your ketchup in the fridge. And put a fucking lid on it too. Yeah. Like. That, that too. And also, Stop don't make it easy for these ghosts to do cool things. Don't buy that <laughs> weird generic ketchup that comes in that container. <laughs> really weird. Uh, Doing everything wrong. Every single thing. <laughs> uh, so back to the work site, which is now open again. Uh, Brandon visits Jim to see if Linda has been acting strange. Has she and been, you know, swearing or barfing or anything? Uh, maybe a little bit. <laughs> After we get another string of like cringy joke comeback nonsense uh, things first. Oh, oh yeah, so, yeah. they they so trying. Yeah, they yeah. banter a lot. The banter is awful. <laughs> it really is. Um, so he he basically goes through the same shit that we already know. Uh, he says. When somebody uses a Ouija board alone, they're susceptible to the spirits, blah, 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 and explains the progressive entrapment. They'll be really friendly and helpful at first. Then they'll terrorize you and eventually possess you. Yeah. And, uh, and Brandon wants to bring a medium by Jim's apartment as soon as possible. <laughs> I love her so much. Don't, I, don't say anything mean about her. She's the You can best. have her. She's the yep, goddamn yep. best. And she was great in Roadhouse. <laughs> uh, okay. So I've never seen Roadhouse. <laughs> well, it's a delight. You should definitely watch it. I just watched uh, Beverly Hills Cop for the first time last night. I've never seen that either. Oh, wow. I loved that enjoyable. movie when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was fun when I was young. I don't know if it yeah. holds up, but. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot that doesn't. Yeah. Um, so we're now introduced to Zarabeth, our, our medium, who Brendan <laughs> brings over. And she is a, she's a Valley Girl, Cindy Lauper-esque, uh, pop punk, color-haired, uh, wafy, gypsy, jingly... <laughs> She's got all those tassels with the bell on the end of every one of them. So every time she walks, <laughs> I love how much she jingles when she walks. I want that coat. <laughs> so, whoa, you got a nasty presence in this house. Look at my arm hair. Standing right? up, whoa. It's a really <laughs> gnarly ghost. Uh, yeah. So she's the finest medium in Northern California. 
so that is that is he knows Kathleen. a lot of them. Yes, Kathleen Wilholt is the name of the actress. She was from Twin Peaks and Roadhouse, and she's a singer, and she's, she's awesome. And I love her to death. Everything. Yeah, she's really cool in this. She is does, great in this. Like, it doesn't seem like a fake character whatsoever. <laughs> Wait, what are you saying? <laughs> yeah. You're a liar. She is. She is wonderful. All right, cool. Yeah. Yeah. She's great. She's great. <laughs> okay. So uh, they they set up to do a séance, and in this séance, they've before the séance, she had him set up all sorts of weird shit, like uh, tin cans in yeah, a giant what was pile, up with that? Uh, was bells it- on strings. Was it meant to like they could tell if a demon was there because demons are windy? Is that, <laughs> is that what that I, meant? I mean, I, I was trying to figure out, the, especially I understand like the jingle strings, but like what the fuck was the can stack for? And that was a lot of cans. <laughs> <laughs> we did kind of see what it was for at the end because like, when, when he departs, he knocks them all over. So it's yeah. like maybe that's how you see if you've actually gotten rid of the demon or the like, spirit or whatever. They're just driving know. it home that he's an alcoholic. They're like, look at all these beer cans he <laughs> Yes. A full case of beer has been drunk in this house. <laughs> that's like uh, 10 cases. <laughs> was a lot it? of cans on that table. Yeah, there's a ton of cans on that table. Maybe I'm the alcoholic. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't seem like that. I pour myself some more wine. <laughs> uh Oh my God. Yep. So Linda calls and says, David's being a dick. Blah, blah, blah. Oh my God. Or that. Yep. <laughs> so much. So yeah, they, uh, candles going crazy. Everything. She gets possessed by David. Allegedly. He makes a bunch of, he says a bunch of things. I'm so sorry. I just love you so very much. I'll leave. I won't be mean. I won't be bad. Okay. Yeah goodbye and then he takes off knocks over the cans jingles the rope whatever and and i know he's gone yeah and our psychic is like all right time to leave i'm good which is weird because she had second thoughts before she even left yeah already like yeah this isn't right in the car well oh you think so okay yeah maybe so, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm saying she, yeah, she said him in the car, but it's like, right. why wouldn't she bring that concern up now? Unless, unless yeah. it's kind of like, wait, unless it's kind of like a dream. Who knows what kind of state you're in when you summon a ghost? Right. Maybe it's like when you have a dream at night, but you don't remember it for a few more hours into the morning when something triggers that and you think about that. Yeah. But at the same time, it seems kind of weird. They brought her in there to discuss the problems, and it's just like, oh, maybe I should have told him that there was like another giant evil demon that wasn't David. Yeah, maybe. That might have been. Maybe turn the car been. around and go back home because. <laughs> You gotta go do some Nancy Druin. <laughs> yes. Brendan drives, <laughs> drives Zara Beth home. And on the drive, she asks him if he knows the word malfator. And he says, well, it's uh, Portuguese for someone evil, <laughs> which is something which, he knows off the top of his head. Yeah. And I also found that kind of odd too, because later on we find out that malfator was the guy's name. Yeah. Like, it's another so, red herring. They're just, they're throwing out red herrings left and right. Yeah. It's, I mean, I, it is kind of cool. Unfortunately, it, it's not something that adds to your like repeated viewing of the movie, but the first time you watch it, it is, it is kind of a cool little trip that they send you on 
where yeah. your expectations are driven in directions the first yep. time you see it. You really do not know 100% what's going on or you know who's doing what or where anything's at. It's cool. I mean, I, it's been so long since the first time I saw this movie that I can't remember being in that headspace. But I don't know. I liked a lot of those ideas. I really like the name Malfader too. I think that'd be a cool... I think the movie would have been cool if it was called that too. Yeah. I mean, the movie was... Was originally called Ouija, but then they yep. were afraid that they were going to get sued by Parker Brothers. Do you want to get sued? <laughs> exactly. Um, so she goes back to her house and she has a book that has Malfader in it on her yeah. shelf. Like she's just like pulls one down. She's like, I think I know what this is. It's going to be in this one. She's like, yep. Ah, there he is. Yep. There's a fucking Boom. picture of him right there. She's like, I'm Nancy Drew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Impressive. And so she's about to go make a phone call, but then the camera switches into ghost POV. Then she like, <laughs> she looks over her shoulder and says, you, you. Yep. And then gets chased around her house. She turns, gets hit with an ax. Oh, she gets her throat slit. <laughs> yep. Throat slit. With an axe, apparently, uh, and then falls out a window and onto the sundial, which was prominently displayed as foreshadowing earlier. That's the coolest part about the, the psychic in this movie is that she dies so fast. <laughs> I wanted her to be the main character. <laughs> oh my gosh, could you imagine that? <laughs> uh, yes. How I old can't. that stick would be? Not old. At- I- Uh, so uh brendan wakes up to uh to the tv which is apparently set to the exposition channel and it's like (laughs) like the second he wakes up it's telling him that zarabeth was killed last night Mm -hmm. and so he goes and looks at the just just wait for the news anchor to make sure he's up (laughs) you up todd all right there we go okay now we can go through this (laughs) and so he got he got the uh, the Ouija board back, allegedly, but he uh, he went to look in it and it's empty because apparently he keeps it in a Ouija box. Which this is when he <laughs> I didn't know is, uh, that he had a box. No, but we we see him take he he's already got the board back, right? He went back and got it from them. Yes, he's yeah, got, after the uh, we see him leaving with that board in a box, and later on she's got it again. He's like maybe she took it. When we weren't looking, but I could have swore we watched him leave that party. So leave the seance holding that board. The cover of the box that he keeps it in looks like a Ouija board. Oh, is that what it was? Yes, but it is not the Ouija board itself. But it holds. Oh, okay. But the cover to the box holds no difference than just anything else. I mean, if you're really talking about like a Parker Brothers kind of situation here, if they can just go to a a store and buy one the cover is just as good as the ouija board i don't True. i don't get it yeah but whatever oh go uh, go see through that shit yeah you know cheapskate by a board <laughs> <laughs> so uh jim comes down uh he's never gonna wear a shirt right in this whole movie we've got to see <laughs> at least a lot of chest hair if not like mm-hmm. fully shirtless at any time and so Brandon's there to tell him that Linda's about to be possessed and he's going to go to Big Bear because that's where David supposedly died. 
So what do you call these? What do you call these kind of movies like this, like The Ring, or like where where people have that mystery and they keep going everywhere? Is it just called a mystery, or is there any special like kind of title I don't, that trope? Movie? I don't know, but there should be because it is a very like this is a very specific trope where it's like yeah. one one specific type of haunting or supernatural thing, and the oh my entire gosh, I need time. To, I need to, I need to drive way down south and talk to this person's parents. Oh, yeah. They said their uncle knows something. Now I'm going to go, oh, the uncle's dead. Oh, I got to go to the town hall and check the records because I don't understand how he died. Just yep. one of those kind of movies. That's yeah. What this is. There, there's so many of those. And this is one of those movies. I don't know what you call it. But uh, yeah. yeah, like Stay it's Alive. Mystery was Quest movies. Yeah. Like what? Mm. Yep. Exactly so, like Stay Alive. Yeah. So he said, <laughs> one of my favorite lines in this whole movie is when Brendan says, ah, I feel responsible. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you do? What? Yeah. What? <laughs> you mean because it's all your fault? Because you brought yeah, this exactly. thing into our lives and you were irresponsible with it and you left it at our house and yeah, literally and you everything your- is your fucking fault? You and your stupid 10-year-old ghost boyfriend, freak. <laughs> yes. Uh, so we cut to the, comp, the uh, homicide cop outside in his car. And <laughs> so I, I probably should have rewound this so that I knew exactly what was going on. I saw it, and I thought he was eating an orange. Am I correct? I don't recall. So it looked like he was eating an orange. And so at first, what I thought was happening was that he was just fucking housing oranges because he had four those four juggling balls. Oh. Like, he's got like four oranges up here. He's eating one. This dude is just going nuts. And I was hoping, I that, love oranges. I was hoping that was going to be another thing about him. And we were going to cut to a scene of him trying to open his car door. There's too many orange peels by his door. He's <laughs> like, oh, can't get out and chase him. Damn it. Too many oranges. It, it wouldn't surprise you if that happened because this along with the medium and Lloyd are just like, he's, they're the three cartoon characters, three cartoon <laughs> how, characters in this movie. How much more absurd is that than him studying juggling while he's on a stakeout? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> not that much more. Sorry, your friends are killed, but I will never be able to juggle three balls. I just, <laughs> uh, yeah. So Linda uses the Ouija board one more time. (laughs) And this time it's finally like straight up possessed. It moves on its own and it's like, it throws her at a wall and she passes out. (laughs) So she's unconscious now. Uh, Rosemary from the Dick Van Dyke show shows up in a cameo as their landlady. And, uh, and she calls an ambulance to send Lisa to the emergency room. I found it really odd, too, that how fast um, the people all showed up when they heard her screaming. But then later on, when the whole entire apartment's super trashed, apparently like, nobody heard a peep. Yeah, that was, that was nothing, apparently, comparatively. No. <laughs> so, yeah, and this is where that nurse is like, <laughs> like he's like, yeah. well, no, she's she's pregnant. Is the baby okay? Or uh, Jim says, you know, is the baby okay? She was pregnant. And the nurse is like, hey, room full of strangers. She's not pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> she's cray cray. Yeah. <laughs> also, she's got polyps in her colon. Did you know about that? Yeah. I can show you all the 
<laughs> the x-rays um i find it funny too that she's asleep too uh Maybe I'm totally wrong here, but I thought when people get concussions, they're not supposed to sleep, or you're supposed to keep those people up. He's like, can I see her? She's like, no, she's sleeping. Like, you just said she had a massive concussion. <laughs> what are you doing? That is true. Maybe, uh, maybe I'm totally wrong, but. I, I definitely have heard that. That is what people always tell me whenever I hit my head really yeah. badly. So, uh, which <laughs> happens the daily. a lot more than you would yeah. think. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you know me, and then... It would not surprise me. I know your shop. (laughs) (laughs) True, true, true. Uh, Yeah. So so Jim and Brendan go off to Big Bear together. Um, Road trip. Road trip. And they're like, we need to go to the library. And he's like, why are we going to the library? And he's like, why not? (laughs) Why not? Uh, No, not why not. Because it's a source of information, idiot. <laughs> I didn't get that part. Yeah, that was such a that was such a weird like the way that it came off. Like I think they probably thought it was a joke, but the way it came off was just one of those points where you're like, I don't know what to write here. I'll just yeah. write. They're confused about what to do next, and it's like, it's no, like, that's, that's you, the writer, that's confused about what to do next. You can't put that in there. Well, it's like they're going. They're also going to research a dead kid from the town. Like obviously you would go to the library that, or the city hall. Like, that that, like the why are we the why are we going there? It would make sense if he's just like oh, I'm going to uh, Jim Bob's cattle ranch. Right. Like that would be that would be a little odd. Like what? <laughs> but yeah. no, I'm going to a source of source of information. Oh, that's crazy, yeah. man. <laughs> that's crazy. So they they get into the microfiche and they find his they find a David that and died make, in a boat accident real fast. They make very quick work of that. Oh yeah. <laughs> And so they say, well, David was telling the truth. We know. Uh, and so next stop, the cemetery for some reason. Yeah. I, I also I think know. it's funny, too, that they found, they found the David. They didn't have a last name. I mean, the article said the last name, but they didn't know right. that beforehand. But they're just like, oh, yep, I guess this must have been the only David that died 10 years ago. <laughs> or only yeah. David in his whole town that died when he was 10. Well, he, yeah, I mean, he was 10. And I think they it, didn't even know what they didn't even know what year the board was made he said that at the beginning that's true have it the board but i don't know like so they wouldn't even know what year to look for but they found it they found a 10 year old dead david (laughs) (laughs) and they well they assumed that the board was made the year that he died right and that was why he was attached to it that was something they said but they don't know what they i don't think he knew what year the board was made right no 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 they didn't know shit no they don't know shit about shit in any of this. <laughs> so they break into the cemetery and have a long wandering whatever through oh, the cemetery. The for... could have been cut down so much. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have to admit, I like the mood of a walking through a foggy cemetery in the dark scene. Mm-hmm. But even, even with that, this probably could have been cut down. Um, they I, find... mean, I, I think the scene would have worked better if they just went in. Like they get there and yeah, uh, he's like, well, I'm just going to check the grave while I'm here. And he jumps to the wall and the other guy says twice, unconvincingly both times, I got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> yes. Well, I got a bad feeling about this. Like, so wooden. He jumps to the wall. <laughs> then we wander around in the fog forever. Like, why did it would have, I think it would have worked better if the gate was open and they just both walked in, found the thing. Yep. It didn't need, I, I understand it's the suspense scene. Yeah. <laughs> no, this, this movie is all about... I mean, it's all about mood setting and like making creepy stuff. And 
And again, it's like, it's more of an omen movie than it is a Friday the 13th movie. It's like, yeah. it's really set up in that kind of like that 70s tradition. Um, it's trying to be, it's trying to be a, a more highbrow effort, I believe. I, I honestly believe that the filmmakers thought they were making The Exorcist. Like they <laughs> thought that this was going to be like absolutely like abjectly terrifying and this was going to be like a really big serious movie because it it had elements that felt that way and then they kept putting cartoon characters in it that were ridiculous and it broke the mood i also feel if they didn't have the cartoon characters it would be a slog getting through this i agree yeah i i I, I, I like the movie i like the movie but it's a little slow paced for my general taste Definitely part two is the, is the witch board for me. I think, yeah. I think witch board two is my, my preferred witch board. Oh, uh, and it has Amy Dolan. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this has Tanya Katane. Yeah, it doesn't do it for me like the Dolan. <laughs> <laughs> Tanya Katane, man. Uh, what a crazy person. I like her, but yeesh. Little too, uh, a little too violent and beating up her husbands. Oh no! <laughs> oh yeah! I don't know. I don't know anything about her at all. Oh god! Just she's had terrible. I'll have to look into that. <laughs> yeah, weird stuff. Weird, weird stuff. Um, okay, so th- okay, explain this to me. This is apparently an important plot point that they they reveal here, and I can't figure it out to save my life. Okay. Um, so David's parents died the same day David did two weeks like just ago. Two weeks ago. Right, like the same day of the so like May 16th or something. They 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 died two weeks I ago on the same day that David died. I wanna say they're saying that the parents were killed the day that they first started fucking with the, the Ouija at the party. But the first, oh. that was the first time. That was the first time. Um, Malfader showed up because it wasn't. It wasn't David at the party, right? Well, yes. No, it did say it was him at the party. That and then, the, and, then, and, then, and then and then it kicked him out. Then Malfader took over at the party. So for some reason, <sighs> Malfader killed his parents. Perfect. That actually makes sense. Why couldn't they have just said this would have been the first time that we? So you know, this was the first time we encountered him. He yep. went and killed David's parents so that we wouldn't be able to talk to them. Or something like that. At least that would have made what sense. Was, what would David's parents have even helped with, though? Like, yeah, our kid That's died a good in a accident. Our kid died in a boating accident when he was ten. Uh, it's been what twenty years. Like, what the fuck are they going to tell? <laughs> good point. I don't think they really have anything they could do about that. Huh. Okay, so I never even yeah. mentioned like we, <laughs> there's no reason to go see his parents. Yeah, no, it makes it makes zero sense. No, I got nothing. So they go they go bro down in a. Uh, in a hotel room. Oh, they throw hard. Yeah, they, they are. <laughs> they have a very sensitive, intimate moment of forgiveness, and uh, mm-hmm. and they really they bare their souls to each other, and and they have sex, and then they and then they fucked. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that did not happen. No, they don't. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't that progressive. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> while while they're sleeping, Linda goes wandering the halls of the hospital, uh, compelled on by the voices of dead children or something. And so she scares herself a couple times, wanders down a hall, 
sees Malfader down the hallway and he cuts her head off with a with a giant axe. <laughs> I loved what that looked like. Oh, it looked great. And I wish I wish we had more I wish we had more Malfader action in this too, because that that character actor looks great. He's so creepy looking. He is absolutely awesome. I think I think that was a real misstep to not have him more prominent in this movie. Yeah. He was he he's like on the level of uh the poltergeist two preacher like that preacher, kind of yeah vibe. yeah yeah yeah. You just got that evil vibe yeah too, man you fear that guy just looking at him yeah you look at that dude and you're like oh there is something <laughs> not right going on i like yeah. him a lot um so oh and apparently i watched some of the uh some of the interviews from the shout factory release uh-huh. and uh one of them was with him and that was a practical the the head shop had to be practical and yep. so there was a woman who had to just duck her head down because they wanted her arms to be real. And so that's a real sharp ax that he had to swing multiple takes. And every single time he was like, I don't, I don't want to accidentally miss and kill this woman or cripple her or something. And, and the director was like, harder, faster, harder, faster. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. Shades of, yeah <laughs> shades we'll never, we'll never financially recover from this <laughs> well, exactly i mean like the the lawnmower from maximum overdrive you know or something like that it's yeah like, be careful come on seriously yeah. <laughs> i was watching um uh the movie camp blood the other day online uh universe retro was hosting a live viewing of camp blood with the director brad sykes in in the chat oh, nice and uh and there's that scene where the clown killer has got the machete and they're all jumping around in the river and he's attacking the guy. <sighs> and Brad was just like, Brad wrote, we were insane to shoot this scene. Like people were falling, slipping on the rocks. The machete was fucking real. They were just splashing oh. everywhere. It's just like, what are you? Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, yeah, not guy, guy, right. guy in a mask, which would obviously, oh. you know, fuck with your vision, swinging a machete at an actor, jumping all over wet waterfall rocks. Yeah. Great scene, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So Jim and Brendan go to some random Ouija board store that they pass on the highway that's, you know. <laughs> of course, there's a freaking magic shop in Big Bear. <laughs> it was yeah. like Weekend Warlocks or something like that on the sign. I couldn't read it. <laughs> I hope it was Weekend Warlocks because that's fucking great. <laughs> if it isn't. Everybody hold off because that's yeah. ours. We need weekend warlocks. Uh, so good. Um, and so they they get the they get this new Ouija board. They go to a dock where in the lake where David died because it's going to be the place where they're closest to his spirit. I think uh, Brendan just keeps making up rules as the movie goes on. The Ouija I board. One hundred percent agree with you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, we don't need to. We don't need to put the board on our knees now because we're we're, we're the person died. Wait, oh, wasn't the person that wasn't wasn't David attached to the other Ouija board? No, we're uh, he died here. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. I, no need. He died here. New board. It's good. <laughs> I, yeah, I especially love that he decides that when he's with a dude, their knees don't need to be touching. That's weird. Yes. <laughs> Very strange. When I'm not with a hot supermodel. Turns out yeah. I don't need to be touching anybody. I don't know why. <laughs> just, just one of those things. Uh, so, 
<laughs> so Plus, they, he already he already got his fill in the hotel room last night. So oh, that's fair. He has spent uh, in and, my alternate cut. <laughs> uh, and while they're doing this, they they make an offhand remark where they're like, "Oh, don't worry about it. Uh, she's knocked out. She's going to be." sedated and she can't get out so we're totally free to do any of this and he can't he can't interfere with her while she's unconscious so so, remember so so she checks out of the hospital yeah and remember when jim leaves the next day after after um what's his nuts gets killed coming down the road here he's like oh shit he calls and the hospital's like she's gone oh shit it takes him like overnight to get home Yes. Like Big, Big Bear is a long way away. Yep. So you're telling me that like you drove an overnight trip, you stayed overnight in a place, and you're just going to assume your girlfriend's still sleeping? Yes. That's... <laughs> I guess in days, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, the timing is not, not great. But uh, so David explains all of the things that we needed explained, basically. David says... He was there at the party, but then he went away. Uh, he's, not, he's not fucking with anybody. He didn't kill Lloyd. He didn't kill Zarabeth. And he didn't speak through her at the seance. <laughs> and the, the spirit's name was Malfader, he explains. And Spelled E-V-I-L. <laughs> E-V-I-L. That's, he keeps yeah. saying that. But this scene, I fucking love. This is legitimately creepy. I mm-hmm. and I can only think of a handful of movies that can do a like broad daylight creepy scene like this and pull it off. And I think this yeah. was perfect where he's like, who is Malfader? And he's like, H E R. And he's like, what the fuck does that mean? Who's her? <laughs> Which her is Malfader? H E R. And then he's getting angry and the, the planchette keeps speeding up and speeding oh. up. And then he's like, I never realized he was supposed to spell here. Yes. And then it it goes to E and it rests on it. And he goes here. And then the barrels fall and it knocks them in the water. Amazing. I fucking loved that scene. Loved it. Loved it. Um, And so. there, I I do find it so funny though, when he finds uh, Cameron's body he's dead and drowned but he still has that shooting shooting arm up through the water thing yeah yeah i'm right here i'm right here i'm also dead (laughs) i'm i'm okay just kidding dead (laughs) yeah yeah. i've just got one last last gag left in me i gotta just spook you out one last time Uh, yeah so they're they're okay in the water but uh turns out that our, our axe guy is there with his axe and Brandon takes one right in the forehead, dead, except for one last grab <laughs> he needs. Uh, and this, so we've already had our character arc where Brandon admits and has his teary moment where he's like, you know what? It's, I'm still in love with, you know, with my ex-girlfriend, with Linda you know, I'm taking it out on you and I'm sorry. And we were friends and I've fucked up our friendship. And he has this blah, 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 blah. true, true that it's a blah, <laughs> blah, blah. But he also has the moment of arcing his character where he has learned something at this point. Mm-hmm. And so we, we do have some sort of resolution to a story that they've set up. And now yeah. right here, he grabs hold of 
of Brendan who's dead now and he legitimately cries proving that he's not the sociopath that he's been set up to be this whole time. And so for the first time he has cried openly and he's like, Oh, it's a breakthrough. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not this sociopath. That was kind of cool. Um, so back at Linda's place, she's searching through a giant pile of trash cans for the, the board, which she just knows is in one of the trash cans. Which well, was, she was there when he threw it out the window. Was a, it was a bad call to put it in one of those trash cans, is what I'm going to say. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe take it further away. Um, it was a great shot, though. Do you think he practices that, throwing shit out of his apartment <laughs> window and see if he can nail it in the trash can? Because he... <laughs> it was like a direct shot. I would imagine he does that with beer bottles. Ooh, alcoholics. Yeah. Oh, you drunk! <laughs> oh! <laughs> that was a very Brandon line. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Um, so (laughs) you could banter with the best of them (laughs) (laughs) she tries to summon David and he won't show up nothing's coming through she gets mad puts the board down and decides to get naked Um, yeah that's what we'd all do Uh, (laughs) and we learn how do we learn this how do we find out that Carol Malfader lived in the house something comes up Uh, here yeah, oh, how, shit. Fuck, man. I just watched it an hour ago. Yeah. Uh, they're looking through. They're, uh, somebody shows him a book. And, and it's like, and he lived in this house. Like, they meet some girl somewhere. He meets. Yeah. And meet, that's where he drives, drives home. Yeah. I can't remember what it was. But at some point, yeah. he's, he's learned that Carlos Malfader was an evil axe murderer who lived in the house. He killed nine people, blah, 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 blah. Um, and so and you're living in his house your li- apartment or, or wherever the hell you guys live. <laughs> or she's living in it and you live in a yeah. separate apartment across town or something. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and so we go to uh, the Tanya Katane shower scene and, you know, typical, if it's not going to be blood coming through, it's too hot, whatever. In this yeah. case, it was the too hot shower scene. We've seen this 400 million times. She, Do you think, yeah. I, I always wonder how that happens. Do you think the ghost, adjust the settings in the furnace before doing this i've often wondered you can only make your water so hot unless it's like a ghost power yeah i'm wondering if the ghosts are heating the water or if it's not heating the water at all and they're hallucinating that it's really Ah. that seems like more of a ghost power to be like oh no i it is really hot when it in reality it isn't all that hot we need to get ourselves a ouija board and find a ghost to ask this question to and also, if you have a ghost in your house, can you have him heat your water for free? Yeah. And Ooh. is that a way to save money on water heating expenses? I don't know. All Just saying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, Jim comes home. Oh, after she gets out, she smashes through the, the glass because she can't open, yep. the, open the shower. And like she wraps herself up and then we get a flash of Carlos's face. So we see that Carlos is there in the house and Jim comes home to see that the house has been full on trashed, like with and an act. Nobody's, nobody's called the police. Nobody right. showed up there. I the mean, girl she, screams and bumps her head once and, and four or five neighbors all just walk in through the front door. And she has managed to destroy this place with a fire ax, like straight yeah. up there, like giant ax marks on the wall. Like she has been 
fucking this place up and <laughs> nobody has shown up. Um, so they have a, they have their intense moment where they're, Oh, I can't stab Look, you. <laughs> yeah. Unless she, nobody showed up because it's a house, not the apartment. I can't. Oh, I'm for so fuck. confused, but I fucking thought it was the apartment though. The cop shows up. <laughs> yep. The cop comes on a in. Unicycle, on a unicycle. He's oh, going God. to practice his, <laughs> his balancing act on that. <laughs> that would have been the best. <laughs> if, you know, it's, he's, it's so funny because all of those cartoon characters that they put in, those three random characters, mm-hmm. like, I never, they're so far removed from the movie. In a normal movie, if you, if you introduced somebody and you said, he's a magician, and it's like, he'd be like, I'm working on this whatever. He would sleight of hand something and that would solve something at the end. He would be yeah. like, aha, is this the amulet? And it would be somewhere else and he would, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, in this movie, they're so out of left field that I don't expect a goddamned thing from them. I don't, I'm not like, I don't expect any plot driven anything from any of these characters. And they don't give us yeah. any. They, no. they, they don't change the movie at all. It's almost like the cop showed up just to give him a gun. I mean, when he gets knocked out, that is exactly what happens. I mean, yeah, I mean that totally is what happens. Um, basically, he comes in after, so they go through the whole like she's possessed and she's trying to kill him, and we've seen this scene a thousand times. Too. Yeah, absolutely. Like, oh, I'm, gonna, like, I'm gonna profess my love and break through the demons, and yeah. she'll be back and. <laughs> Oh, no, nope, demon's taking control again. It oh. didn't work. Ah, oh, just kidding. You thought it would be that easy. <laughs> yeah. It's not. Uh, and then he finally breaks through his desire to not stab her and stabs her, which I thought was interesting. <laughs> that, was, that was a big development on his part, was his ability to finally stab her. So he does I, that. I liked, I liked when he had the gun and she was like, you're not going to kill her. And he's just like, I could shoot you in the leg. She goes, that won't change anything. <laughs> She's like, yeah, yes, no, no, it won't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, uh, there's a lot that's about to happen that is very confusing. Uh, so One she, question I just thought of. Oh, does, please. Does, does, the, does the cop need to be in this movie at all? No. 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 Absolutely not. He serves no, no purpose. He serves None. absolutely no purpose. That's what, that's what should have been gone. We could lose Magic Cop, and this movie would be a smooth flow in 85 minutes. It's yeah. Probably much tighter. Yeah. Agree. Yeah, I think, I think that would help. Yeah, so, but he does show up, and she's laying on the ground playing possum. She's like, oh, no, I've been yeah. beaten up by <laughs> this crazy person. And, and the cop is like, are you okay? Can you get up? And then she gets up and she has a fire poker and she smacks him in the face. He drops his gun. Jim gets the gun. And then we're like, we have another standoff. But then he explains that Jim is actually the portal, not her. Don't Which, get this. It's, the reason you don't get it is because it doesn't make sense. Because okay. the point <laughs> of the portal is to possess someone. Like yeah. the whole point was possession. And she's possessed. That was the whole end game was possessing someone in the real world. And yeah. he did it. It's her. So 
does he even need the portal anymore? Or no. What the fuck is the portal anyway? And why would he be the portal? He he wouldn't be. He isn't. And if and he was the no portal, sense. and if he was the portal, wouldn't she have lost the connection when he drove so far away to Big Ben? I don't know. I don't know the. I don't know the, I don't know the portal. Portal effectiveness rate, uh, <laughs> radius. <laughs> I, I, I wish Cameron was still alive to make up a new rule. Uh, yeah, he's not. This is it's nonsense. <laughs> I I don't get it. So he's like, oh well, then I'm just gonna shoot myself, and yeah. puts the gun to his head, and he's like, ah, psych. Turns out I was actually gonna shoot the Ouija board. You know, the thing that probably, you know, probably burning it. You know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, three <laughs> days ago would have been the, the, the move, but whatever. Stamp it over your knee. You don't need a gun. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, and so he does that, but then... And this kills thing... two other people in other apartments, too, <laughs> at the process. Right. <laughs> and then this thing happens, where he flies out the window. Yeah. Why? It looks cool. Okay. And also, I, I also they're that. in that also aren't they in that fuck i can't recall where they are but it, i thought i could have swore we were at the house right now from the establishing shot but when he yeah. falls out the window there's a walmart parking lot in the background I, but the establishing I, shot there's nothing yeah no nothing he's they yeah the i wrong, don't they use the wrong back projection there yeah i agree that fuck i do not know yeah <sighs> Yeah, well, he I, I, thought, I thought it looked—I thought it looked kind of cool. And it, I mean, those but unnecessary, things, right? Absolutely, and those things are notoriously difficult to pull off, and they did it—they yeah. did it well. But I think it would have also worked cool though if he just fell out the window mm. and then we dissolved to the the wedding. You know what I mean? Yep, I agree. You, you just see that cornball shot, yeah. And this, I loved this. I actually, I've seen this movie a number of times and when i forget what's going on it gets me every time the wedding fake out yeah the wedding fake out yeah yeah it, it is started, awesome. i thought it was a funeral at first yeah <laughs> and i mean i've seen this so many times and i still occasionally forget and i'm like oh yeah yep shit that and it looks great it looks like like the actors are doing exactly all the all the extras are doing exactly what they need to do to make it look like either a wedding or a funeral as the camera yep. pans in and you know it's it's a fun little happy ending that they're getting married and they survived and whatever. I I dug it. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Um, you think you think they would have waited till his neck healed to get married? But. <laughs> no way, man. Yeah. No time like the present. He's finally been yep. able to say that he loves her. I and... can cry. <laughs> <laughs> so now that he can do that, it's all it's all over. Um, <laughs> and now, now we go back for a little tag at the end of the movie so that we can get our, get our sequel going at the end, which honestly, again, I fucking loved. I thought this was very effective, mm-hmm. you know, and we have more cartoons showing up in the form of Rosemarie from Dick Van Dyke show. And this woman who looks like a female emo Phillips. Yeah. What was that? I just, <laughs> they were just like, all right, Get somebody in here with a ridiculous Prince Valiant, dress them up insanely, yeah. or just whatever. <laughs> it's fine. Um, I love to, I love to with the Ouija board. Like, oh, it's a Ouija board. I wonder if it'll still work with all those holes in it. <laughs> <laughs> As if it's like a machine. <laughs> yeah, I, there's no way. It's got too many holes in it for it to function. Yeah. <laughs> all the cogs and gears are all messed up. Um, <laughs> and she says, 
I wonder if it still works, but that's just so that we can slowly go in on it. Oh, slowly, slowly going in on the yes. And then the planchette slides up onto yes. End of movie. Uh, Such a, such a good shot. Oh my God. Some, some super clever filmmaking and some super fun decisions in this movie. Um, Yes. I I thought, I thought it had some, I thought it had fun kills. I do feel it's a little long in the tooth. Yeah. It's, 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 we've talked about that. Characters could be cut. Scenes could be cut. Yeah. I agree with all of that. I, I, yeah, I think that at the time it probably was not as draggy because we were still in that mid '80s. Used to that kind of like, yeah, we were used to not the, the short the, attention span we've grown to have now. Yeah, yeah, and especially because you are like, I think when you see this movie, you're expecting it to be a direct-to-video. You're expecting it to be that kind of like we have no budget, so we can't do long-form storytelling. We've just got to go kill to kill to kill to interesting part to boobs to whatever, and just getting like all this shit moving at a breakneck pace um and in this case they were actually trying to tell a story and i think they successfully did i think the writing was good i like i it's just it's it's a better movie than i think we're used to for this genre yeah it got panned to fuck when it was released in theaters really oh yeah there's there's actually some scans online if you if you google it you can find some some actual reviews of it and just scathing, scathing <laughs> reviews. But I mean, I don't that's, think it was that bad. Jeez. But I mean, <laughs> that that's no shock to horror fans, you know. Like, yeah, you know that like Hellraiser came out and Siskel and Ebert went, "What a dumb fucking movie!" Blur. <laughs> you know, of course they did. <laughs> yeah. So, I I never trust any reviews of a horror movie because they're always by non-genre fans, and so they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah. <clears throat> So yeah, uh, this is this is one of my favorite movies still. Um, I will watch this another hundred times probably if I don't yep. die in the next year. So and I'll <laughs> and then I'll probably only watch it another fifty times. It's not that much of a favorite to me. However, part two <laughs> is. I, I'll definitely yeah. I'll definitely gun part two any day yeah. of the week. And are we doing that next week? We should. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, let's do it. Then we can do Witchboard three. I oh my god. So. You want to talk, speaking of uh, uncomfortable homoerotic uh, nonsense, uh, basically, one of my friends and I were like, we should watch all of the Witchboard movies because Videoport had one through 15. Or oh, wait, are, you talking, are you talking witchcraft, you mean? Yes, witchcraft movies. Yes, yes, yes. And so we started off, we're like, oh, this one's pretty cool. Oh, this next one's pretty cool. They're, oh, wow, this is getting, wow, this lot of sex in this keep let's keep going we got up to like part nine or something and it's just straight porn and i'm like i feel very uncomfortable watching this movie with you i also feel uncomfortable watching this movie with you i think we should stop this (laughs) yeah so then you just put an actual porn on and so we're like yeah we need we need to just cut this sexual tension and fuck is what i said Sorry, Aaron. We didn't really do that. Um, <laughs> oh, anyway, man, what a great goddamn movie. Uh, yeah. yeah next, week, like next week, we will do Witchboard 2. Yes. I'm stoked. This Zoom thing is really weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, super I be, bizarre. I want to be back at your apartment petting one of your cats and being afraid of the other one. 
Yes, absolutely. That's, <laughs> that's the way everyone is. And eventually we'll get Damien over here to be absolutely terrorized by one of them. Yes. Which is always the best. Awesome. So, so before we go, just got some things I want to promote here real yeah. quick. Um, I was just recently on the Rude Horror podcast. I uh, did an episode with Marcus there, and that was fun. So anybody listening should go check out the Rude Horror podcast. He's got, uh, he just did John Massari, a composer from Killer Clowns. And he's got uh, awesome. Nick Benson, a special effects worker who did The Blob and a bunch of other awesome things. Oh. Uh, so his podcast is doing really good. And I don't know why he wanted me there, but I was, <laughs> and we had a good time. Awesome. Also, uh, hit up uh, Von Goolsworth VHS on Instagram. <laughs> he's, doing a, he's doing a VH Surfer show on YouTube right now. That I was the first episode on there. We just had uh, Josh Schaefer from Lunch Meat was on there, too. Oh, awesome. And, uh, my, my, my buddy, Matt Ganey there. So he's doing this kind of long-form 20-minute episodes there. So if any of you listeners are awesome people and horror tape collectors and want to be on a Meet the VHS Collector show, hit him up. And, uh, yeah, so that's what we got going on right now. Awesome. Good stuff. Good stuff. I have absolutely nothing to promote right now. Uh, go, to the, go to the you- store. Buy how things about online. Go to, how about go to CoastCityComics.com and get yourself a Funbox Monster Podcast t-shirt? I agree with that. And uh, yeah, and anything else. Uh, Yasmin from Witchfinger just did a, a, nice, uh, a nice post about our, uh, about our Black Roses shirt, uh, oh, cool. which is very nice. Uh, she, she, is, she is great people. She is great people. Uh, she's much better at selling t-shirts than I am. Uh, <laughs> like... She posted about that and it was like, ching, 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 ching. No so shit. Like, so like four shirts in like, I don't know, two minutes or something like that. Like my phone oh, just damn. kept binging that shit was selling. So well, thank you very much, Yasmina. So yeah, thank <laughs> you so much for that. That was very kind of you. Uh, yeah, so that's it. Yeah, so check out the Witchfinger podcast, which is great. Um, and go to Coast City Comics and follow us at Funbox Monster Podcast and at Coast City Comics. And, and I am Matt Awkward, VHS Fiend. And we will see you next week. For Witchboard 2. Witchboard 2. All right. Good night, everybody. Bye. Bye. Hey, Matt. <laughs> cool, man. All right. Have a good night. You too. Bye. Bye.